Welcome to episode 8 of Achieving Fitness, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things fitness, nutrition, and business. Wait, wait, that's, that's wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to go with it. <laughs> Welcome to episode 8 of Achieving Fitness, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and business. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we are on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today, we'll be covering how to navigate training through sciatica and back pain, tips for building an Instagram following, and how to address flat feet. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. All right. Back with another episode. Episode Episode eight. eight. Um, I just got back from teaching at a Strong First certification. This was actually my first uh, official team lead. Um, so I was super nervous going in, especially because Lauren wasn't going to be there and she's kind of like my safety valve a little bit and Aww. kind of like sparks conversation, but, um, I powered through. You did it. <laughs> I, I, we, I only heard amazing feedback, so I'm sure you, you crushed it. If you haven't listened to the previous podcast, I think that's the one where we actually went over mm-hmm. the strong first start a little bit more. So if you're interested in learning more about that, uh, listen to the podcast before this one. Yeah. Lauren was pretty... <laughs> pretty lonely right oh my gosh I was so lonely I'm so pathetic I was talking on Friday you were gone and I was talking to Diesel our dog for like the entire day I I am like such an extrovert that I need to talk or else I go crazy so I thought talking to the dog would work but it didn't so Friday night I went in to achieve and took Metcon class because I just needed human interaction (laughs) I am really really lame Uh, but anyway it's okay um so question number one comes from an Instagram handle, Jan Prith V. Uh, they said, I am just recovering from mild sciatica that I developed a few months ago from a bad deadlift. I've been keeping away from all single leg balancing and deadlifts, weighted squats and lunges since all these hurt my back a little. What would you recommend I focus on to strengthen my back and glutes without irritating the sciatica? All right. So first of all, uh, the fact that this happened a few months ago and it's still lingering, I would definitely recommend seeing a physical therapist um, just to figure out what's going on and um, just to let you know whether or not there are certain exercises that are not recommended or certain exercises that are recommended. Um, As far as it's kind of tough to say what exactly happened without seeing what the deadlift was, more than likely you had probably some sort of rounding in, in the back. Um, while you were deadlifting. Um, when that happens, there is a tendency for the disc to become irritated, maybe have a bulge or even a herniation. And when that happen, when that happens, it ends up pressing a lot of the times on the sciatic nerve. And when it presses on the sciatic nerve, you can send a lot of like shooting pains down the front, back, or side of your leg. So it can be really painful, as you can probably imagine. As far as exercise recommendations, From a general standpoint, since we don't know your exact situation, we'd probably recommend any sort of bridging exercise for now. So laying on your back, two feet on the floor, knees up, and then bridging your hips up to a ceiling like a glute bridge. And making sure not to arch your lower back and keeping more of a neutral spine posture as you lift up. From there, you can progress into single leg glute bridges and also elevating your shoulders and do a shoulder elevated um, hip lift of some sort. Um, and then not only that, you can also do hamstring curl variations like stability ball hamstring curls or hamstring curls on ballast slides. But basically being in this sort of supine on your back position will help to unload your spine 
um, and be and train your glutes and your back in more of a, a safer position. Yeah, that's perfect. So that's how we would definitely recommend starting off. And then from there, hopefully you're starting to see some and potentially, you know, paired with some PT, mm-hmm. you're starting to see some results and feel a little bit better. Then we would recommend very, very, very gradually working your way back up to things like deadlifting, um, doing it, first of all, making sure that you have eyes on you. So making sure that you have somebody watching you to make sure your back is flat um, or take video of yourself to make sure that you can see that you're keeping a neutral spine. Um, and we wouldn't go straight back to a barbell. So we'd probably yeah. recommend going to a kettlebell or if you don't have kettlebells, a dumbbell and doing, um, you know, very light repetitions where you're really, really focusing on your form, making sure that you're sitting your hips back as far as you can. All the work is coming from your legs and not from your lower back. Yeah. And before progressing to those bilateral exercises, it might be useful to go into more unilateral ones um, like split squats, like you were saying, but maybe holding on to a pole or a TRX just so you can ensure that you can keep your back as upright as possible to prevent any sort of um, forward flexion, which might... um, cause a little bit of harm or discomfort, um, at least initially. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So hopefully that helps whether it's sciatica or any sort of lower back injury, it's kind of the same advice um, Mm -hmm. would go. So you can probably relate to that. Um, most of you out there. So yeah. Cool. All right. So let's get into number two. This one is from Daniel Mark fitness. And he said, do you have any tips for running an Instagram page you can share? I'm a personal trainer, fairly new to the industry, about two years, and want to start my own training business. We love Instagram. (laughs) Um, Probably our favorite social media platform right now. Yeah, even just personally, not even just for business-wise. I think think the first thing that people should really address um, if they're trying to grow an Instagram following is why they want to grow an Instagram following in the first place. Is it just purely for likes and follows and maybe eventually money. Um, I think when people think about it like that, they end up doing it for the wrong reasons. And when they do it for the wrong reasons, their audience that they're trying to grow um, really becomes limited because they can sense that that the intent isn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we recommend instead is to make sure that you understand whatever it is your mission is and try to relay that message um, as much as possible throughout your um your Instagram posting. Yeah. So for instance, like we can tell you ours. So Mm -hmm. we, number one, our number one mission is to bring inclusivity and positivity to the fitness space. We say that at the beginning of every podcast, we say it all the time on Instagram. We make sure that we're very consistent with that messaging. And we also make sure that that's what drives our posts. So every time we post, and then on the other hand, I guess is also, we want to bring um, really valuable educational information to people that might not have access to it. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you, If there's people out there who can't hire a personal trainer, we want to have the ability to still give them some really valuable information for free on this social media platform. Mm -hmm. And so that's the the combination of those two things are our mission. And then we get to decide what posts we want to put out based. It has to go under that umbrella. So if it doesn't fit under that umbrella, if it's not something that brings, you know, inclusivity and positivity to the fitness space, and if it's not something that offers education or offers something helpful to people out there, then we're not going to post it. Yeah, so so that mission is our governor for our posts. And we could easily, you know, we could do videos with a little bit less clothing, just like some <laughs> other uh, uh, Instagram like celebrities out there, and it would create more likes and follows, but it doesn't serve our mission. So if it doesn't serve our mission, then we won't do it, even though it might short term get us some more likes and follows. It's just not something that we're willing to sacrifice or compromise. And I think a lot of people will sacrifice and compromise their mission if they don't define it properly in order to get 
more likes and follows. Yeah. So when you're looking at building an Instagram page and I like that, you know, uh, he didn't ask, how can you get more followers? He said, any tips for running an Instagram page? Mm -hmm. Um, so right away, that's kind of a great way of putting it. It's not, I don't, don't want to just get a bunch of followers. (laughs) I want to actually like run a page and have something successful going on. Um, so once you have that mission in place and you're kind of clear on what you, what your goal is with this page, then, um, consistency is definitely one of our next big recommendations. Um, and before that, I guess, noticing trends, you want to yeah. talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, I mean, what we realized was that we were being, at least initially, we were being a little bit too technical with our posts and it was not reaching a broader audience that we would have liked to because it was so insider and so like focused on nuances where what we realized was that most people just need very general advice because they just need helps help just to get started. Yeah, right? if you're a coach in the industry, you get you forget sometimes that what you think is common knowledge is not. And you try to impress maybe other coaches in the industry instead of realizing that the people who actually need your help are most likely people who are not who don't think that pushing your knees out in a squat is common knowledge, (laughs) right? That isn't necessarily common knowledge. So taking a step back on what you think, um, how technical you think your advice needs to be, definitely. Yeah, so we kind of dropped a lot of like the technical jargon that we might use as strength coaches and made it a little bit more, um, made it a little bit more feasible, approachable, approachable, yeah, yeah, for people to understand uh, when just scrolling through their Instagram feed. Um, We also just noticed that these comparison po- posts where videos and pictures are being posted with a check and an X next to them were um, very well received because it was just a little tidbit of knowledge that was um, very easily um, just digested. Um, so we ended up doing that and kind of spun it in our own way to make sure that it, again, served our mission. Yeah. And then with that, so th- we noticed that trend and then we decided to be like super committed to being consistent with it for the next several weeks and just to, you know, test things out and see how Mm -hmm. it went. So with that, that went really, really well. So we still do it, but there's other things that we've tried. Like we tried, uh, we did like fit tip Tuesdays and (laughs) like did these awkward videos that were so weird and we like, (laughs) just didn't, they weren't natural for us to do and they didn't do well. And so you just have to try a lot of things, but then once you do find something that really works for you and, and resonates with your audience, then be very, very, very consistent with it. So right now we're consistently putting out four posts a day. Mm-hmm. That's aggressive, but that's because we're aggressively trying to grow this page um, and so and serve our audience. Um, but if you want to start out with consistently doing one post a day and then maybe consistently doing two if you start to get the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just- well, a mistake that we see often with other pages is that they'll try to perfect the post at the expense of consistency. So if they... It doesn't matter if you have three perfect posts in a week. It's probably more. It's probably better to show up consistently in someone's feed uh, a few times a day. So what we what we think about is having a consistent schedule with really good posts, rather than having an inconsistent schedule with perfect posts. Because yeah. it's all subjective anyway. Sometimes we'll post something and we think that it won't do well, and all of a sudden it just blows up. And sometimes we think a post will do really well and doesn't really do much. So the audience will dictate what you should start posting and to hold yourself back because you have this objective marker of perfection is really going to limit your growth in the the long term. And the last thing I wanted to talk about was just 
the idea of patience. Um, people have been noticing that we've created a small following on Instagram, but this is after 10 years of being in the field. Um, and we only really started pursuing this um, early this year in January. Um, so what we recommend is just anyone who's just starting to try to pave their way um, in the fitness industry, it's going to take a while. You want to make sure that you learn and invest in yourself and continue education and connect with as many people as possible and just do things that serve your own personal mission um, for the world and just be patient about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right. I hope that helps. Um, let's move on to our last question. Question number three, which is from JJ two, JJ six, two, six Diaz. And they said, any tips on fixing flat arches or flat feet? We can answer this because we both have flat feet <laughs> <laughs> or we both have had flat feet, <laughs> right? We yeah. both worked on this. So this is something that we actually both, uh, have dealt with ourselves. And we've seen a lot of people coming in with, with the flat feet and really, really low arches. And the reason that that can be an issue is because often those collapsed arches then cause knee valgus, which is this like inward, um, motion of your knees when you do, when you walk, when you squat, when you mm -hmm. do different movement patterns, and that can eventually lead to some joint discomfort. Um, so we really do want to make sure that we start to increase the arch in somebody's foot and our feet as well, so that we can, um, stabilize everything else a little bit better. Yeah. And yeah, and this really depends on the severity of the situation. Like if there's pain or anything, we would definitely recommend, um, having some sort of consultation with a podiatrist or a physical therapist. Um, but if it's basically just, you want to create a better arch situation to enhance your lifting or performance or running, whatever it might be. Um, a couple key things are, first of all, getting an understanding of how to create an arch. So something that you can try out right now is standing up and lifting up all of your toes. And from there, what that should do is create some sort of arch. And it doesn't really matter how big the arch is when you do that. It should create some semblance of an arch. And from there, what you want to think about is having pressure right below your big toe, right below your pinky toe, and your heel. And that's what we call a tripod foot. As long as equal pressure is put on those three points of contact, it should create a good arch situation for your foot. And now the challenge here is to gently lower the toes down without having that arch be compromised. So maintaining pressure throughout those three points. And then beyond that, performing exercises with this tripod foot. So regardless if it's a squat, a lunge, a deadlift, even upper body exercises, whatever exercise it might be at the gym, you wanna to try to preserve this arch as much as possible. And that's gonna help just create better awareness. And the more you think about it, the more eventually it would become just sort of a subconscious thing that you you don't need to have, even have to think about. Yeah. And so obviously doing that, if you just stood up and tried to do that and you're wearing shoes, you can tell that this it would be very mm. difficult in shoes. Um, so hopefully that you have a setting or you're working out in a setting where you can lift without your shoes, because that is um, going to help a lot in being able to actually lift your toes and get into that tripod foot position. If you can't lift without shoes, there are, um, we actually lift in, they're called pedestal footwear. Mm -hmm. um, they're a sock but they're kind of like a shoe because <laughs> they're a little bit more durable. They have some grips on the bottom. I, I would assume that any kind of conventional gym setting would be fine with people wearing those. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd look into that as well. Um, but yeah, trying to get yourself out of your shoes as much as you can. So even if it's just at home, 
when you get home, take your shoes off and practice this tripod foot position and try to stand on one foot at a time doing that or, right, you know, yeah. squat, do a couple of body weight squats and just start to ingrain that positioning with your feet. Yeah. And the big compensation uh, compensatory mechanism that we see when people practice tri the tripod foot is that they try to really grip the floor with their toes and they curl their toes under. And if you catch yourself doing that, make sure you stop, relax your toes. And again, put equal pressure on that tripod position because as soon as you start to curl the toes, it's basically trying to compensate for a weak arch. Your toes are trying to grip and it's, it's not a good situation to be in. And then like Lauren said, after you start getting some um, prowess with bilateral exercises, progressing to more single leg exercises like lunges or single leg deadlifts and single leg squats and those sorts of variations will also help out tremendously. And the second thing I would probably point to is ankle mobility as well as hip stability drills. So exercises like um, clamshells, lateral band walks, um, ankle mobility drills against the wall, um, all these things will help out with foot stability as well. Um, if you just work on foot stability but don't address things further up along the chain, um, you, might be, um, you might be sacrificing um, all the benefit that you could be getting. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So hopefully that fixes those flat feet. Uh, <laughs> it, it'll take time. Just, yeah, just be patient. Yeah, it's not going to happen overnight. <laughs> yeah. Flat feet and Instagram pages take time to build, guys. <laughs> Have patience. <laughs> All right. I think that wraps it up for today. We are uh, super excited to keep this thing going. Episode 8. Going yeah. Strong. We actually got uh, a lot of reviews after our last podcast. So yeah, if you, you can continue that trend, that would help us out tremendously on iTunes. Please review us. And lastly, if you could send us more questions through instagram dm or on podcast at achievefitnessboston.com that would be greatly appreciated and that's about it that's about it until next time peace love and, and muscles, muscles.